not sad boy hours. It's celebration time. Welcome into the wagon and D-back. The D-backs are a wagon, baby. They're a wagon. They are a wagon. Welcome in. Of course, I am your mayor of PHNX, occasionally known as Derek Montia. Thank you guys so much for being here. I am joined, of course, by Father Overlord Jacob uh, to make sure that we get all the replay calls correct. Ooh. Actually, I think there's a... No, you can't call a replay on an opening of the show. Oh, I can't. No, you absolutely. Yeah, we're actually gonna Damon, we're gonna go uh, into the back here. No, um, absolutely not. I get unlimited replays. That in case is you not didn't know. how baseball and works. This mic, it's backwards. No, for fun. No, but um, yeah. So like we're this. gonna call a replay on this. I don't like it. But you know who probably could have used a replay? The San Diego Padres in late the, in the game. Inning. In the late in the game, mm, right? And in a critical they play. burned it early. Yeah. And then they on didn't a play have it where the guy was obviously safe. Wait, is that how that works? Ooh. Where they burn it and then they don't have it later for a critical play in the game? Oh, that's tough, right? It is tough. tough. Um, we're just the absolute worst sometimes, of course. Uh, but the Diamondbacks, they're pretty damn good. We are very excited about the win today, splitting the two game series with the San Diego Padres and somehow coming out of these first six games against the NL West. Uh, three and three. Including the Dodgers and the Padres, three and three. How? How? Um, How? Chaos. Chaos. Chaos ball. Chaos. We create chaos, and that's absolutely the truth. Chaos was created early, to be honest, in this game, when Manny Machado was ejected for arguing about a pitch clock violation. Uh, strikeout, right? He strikes out. Uh, you can't argue about that. That's Don't, just it's just the way it is. There were a lot of pitch clock whoa. violations in this one, too, by the way. Let's just... I actually think Manny had a case here. He was holding up calling for time okay with eight seconds left on the pitch clock okay right he wasn't granted it but like he's calling for time how are you going to toss him because he was upset that he didn't get time call there. for time earlier you can't call for time because you didn't get in the box fast uh, enough like that is such a ridiculous that's the point again get in the goddamn box get in the box get in the box we had all sorts of uh we had all sorts of situations where uh, uh pitchers were fast uh, pitching as well. I felt like uh, uh, Ron Culpa had his had his hands full today. Nobody was happy yeah. with home plate umpire Ron Culpa today. Again, honestly, it's one of the few times where I kind of felt bad for an umpire. He was like, he's got a lot of shit going on, you guys. I mean, he looked he, angry. He did. He wasn't having it. He was not having it, especially when you know the the pitch uh, the fast pitch thing started getting yeah, argued quick, and yeah, stuff, stuff like that. They were they were trying to quick pitch here, like it, yeah. Can't do that. It's just so weird, though. Like, because, again, when you watch some of these quick pitch situations, uh, it happened to the Diamondbacks pitchers and to the Padres pitchers. They're they're on the mound. They're ready to go. The guy's looking at them. They have the bat up. Like, their definition of being ready to go and start their delivery was when the batter is looking at me and they're basically giving me the universal sign. It's like, it's like talking to someone when they stare at you in the face and then they say, oh, I'm sorry, I wasn't paying attention. And you're like, how? But you know what? You were staring at me. They didn't get ejected for arguing. They did not. No, no, they did not. Uh, but Manny Machado did. He and rolled his eyes, and I'm just so casually tossing. Yeah, it. that was very much like the uh, the JT Real Muto like tossing in spring training where he went Thank to go you. get the ball. At least, at like, least you'll admit it was no, a little it, bit. Because these umpires do, they go crazy. Like the idea of arguing in modern baseball is so much different than what it used to be when I was a kid watching baseball and these managers wouldn't even get tossed for like literally kicking dirt onto an umpire's shoes or yeah. shit. Or maybe that was the point when they did get tossed. Luke but Pinella yeah, just throwing belly, the rosin belly bag. bumping an umpire and shit. Like it's kind of wild, the stuff uh, that now constitutes a player getting thrown out of the game, but it still worked out for them. Yeah. Right? Nelson, Nelson Cruz did hit a mammoth Nelson home run. Cruz hit a solo dinger off Zach Gallen in his first at bat after replacing Machado at DH. So they, whatever they got theirs in uh, the D backs uh, did some work against you Darvish, something that they haven't been doing well. Uh, so far this season walking uh, they got lots of walks in this game in fact the Diamondbacks were able to uh, walk against Darvish four walks with uh, Darvish hitting two batters yep I'm getting called that in the chat here are He's you still saying that I don't know the challenge rule okay which is funny do you want to put on the challenge headset and challenge no I think we made our point okay well I mean you know it's you you used your challenge and I don't think you won that one so I think you lost it anyway but much like the Padres did uh, and the Diamondbacks would have had they challenged that last night. Maddie, I'm not on your side on this one. I want to be, but I'm not. Uh, two double plays early killed the D-backs' offensive momentum, even though they were able to get some things working against you, Darvish. And honestly, Zach Gallen had a terrible start to this game. It wasn't so great. Things were not looking well early great. on. They were down 5-1. to one. 
Uh, Gallon had given up uh, five runs, four earned uh, very early, but he was able to settle in and, to be honest, gave the Diamondbacks after, you know, I mean, how do you want to say it? Do you want to still say it's a good outing? I mean, it's not a good outing, but he did settle in and was able to last much longer than we thought he was Um, going to. One thing I'd like to point out is the lineups that he's gone against for his first two outings of the year, like, Starting the year against the Dodgers and the Padres is not easy for anybody and nobody in the starting rotation other than, I mean, I, I can't even say Merrill Kelly really because Merrill Kelly only pitched like three and a third, yeah. three and two thirds. Yeah. Like, Gallon, Gallon went six today, gave up seven hits, five runs, four earned. His whip wasn't awful. No, but like, he, he, he walked he, one, struck out three. He just He just didn't look very sharp, sharp early on, very confident early on. He also still looked like he was very, very... Um, bothered like he still seems very annoyed and bothered by the pitch clock by the fast pitch rules by everything and again this is something that like i don't know what i don't know what to do i don't know what zach gallon can do but man it's 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 kind of like when you're just complaining about work and there's it like it, it doesn't matter because the people that are in charge make the rules and however the rules they set you gotta is, follow them. you gotta follow them and you i gotta mean be that's, a rule follower. that's what it feels like i mean gallon hasn't had a lot of luck against the padres in his career in nine career starts he's gone one in three with a 4.22 era so again <laughs> he did today what essentially he's done in his career against uh the padres for the most part but uh, you know, very un Zach Gallon like. We're just so used to Zach Gallon going out there and even on a bad day, only giving up three earned, you know, and, and this one was looking very much like the Diamondbacks were going down the path to uh to a potential sweep uh, in the two game series. But that's when exciting things started to happen for this team. And that's when truly I think the identity of this team showed itself late in this game. Their ability to find a way to get on base, their ability to steal bases, do weird things, do weird, they just things. do weird things. I mean, yeah, absolutely, make a double steals, bunting with runners on third. Like, what do we? This, this is not is conventional it. baseball. No, it's not. But the thing is, is it's not conventional baseball because all of the numbers statistically uh, tell you that the, the the statistics, everything tells you that that doesn't yeah. work, right? But it's different with this team. What we've seen so far early in these six games, and including today, that was a key piece to today's win, was the fact that they were able to put the pressure on the Padres defensively and make them have to make perfect plays in order to get outs in certain situations. Not to mention, you have Jake McCarthy, Arizona legend, going all out for a fucking oh, yeah. for for a fly ball there to, to you know what I mean like you never know what happens if that ball just goes foul and 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 you know we we have to see some more pitches thrown right so Jake McCarthy doing sacrificing his body doing every, I mean flipping over the 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 barrier and going into the the, the flow looking good just, while he does it and smiling afterwards yeah like, the flow the not flow even was being out. bothered yeah but the flow was out uh it it was it was something I mean Cattell Marte's bat has been pretty cold hopefully, this season. Hopefully there's some signs of he life. Got a single late in this one, so that was nice to see. But, I mean, honestly, the Diamondbacks, really, like when you looked at today's game, the Padres did it with power, right? But then sure. we're, we're going to take a look at the numbers here in a second. The Diamondbacks just did it in every other way. Like the Diamondbacks out hit the Padres with runners in scoring position. The relief uh, ERA, even with Scott McGuff blowing the game yesterday, was still much better than the Padres. So, the Diamondbacks have a lot of things going for them as far as a well-rounded team, whereas the Padres kind of feel like they are one-dimensional, very one-dimensional. And they, and and don't get me wrong, there's a couple guys that are you know Joe Musgrove's not playing right now, Fernando Tatis sure. is not playing right sure. now. Like they are missing a few key pieces. And Machado but being they thrown are, out of they the are, game was they are pretty relying big. on the fact that they can slug it with the best of them, right. which is a very don't get me wrong that is very much what MLB had shifted to over the last ten years, right? It's who can slug the most, who can hit the most home runs with runners on base, whatever it is. Like, power was the name of the game. Right, right. I think with this Diamondbacks team, you are seeing a transition in what you can expect from baseball going forward. Well, and I tried to be positive about how they hung in yesterday's game, right? But overall, when you look at these six games and you look at what they're able to do, yes, two of those games were blowouts. You could say a 10-1, to obviously a blowout. Opening day didn't feel as much of a blowout as it actually was. Uh, or what the end score stated, right? But the Diamondbacks are able to hang in these games and even win them 
without their offense really working right now. They are just manufacturing runs and finding some way to get on base. And I mean, yep. it's not to say they haven't ha- hit a couple of key home runs and had the, you know, had the power as well, but it really feels like once they can get guys he- heating up at the plate, this team is in fact as Jacob suggested they might be <clears throat> might be a wagon. A wagon. They might be a wagon. Uh, but speaking of one guy that was definitely a wagon today, uh, Josh Rojas was 0 for 7 entering today's game. Hashtag. Hashtag. Good. Hashtag good today. Yeah. Uh, 3 for 3, 2 RBI, and a walk. Josh Rojas is our king snake of the game. King snake. One king s- snake. With one sick-ass slide, too. I mean, I think we should have said sick-ass slide, but one sick slide for sure. Yeah, that was dope. Yeah, that was a really good slide. And, I mean, honestly, I also like the fact that after Josh Rojas popped up from scoring that run, you saw him talk a little shit. And with this rivalry, this has that. with this NL West, we kind of need that, right? It kind of goes a little bit with the idea there that uh, the, that that opposing teams are shook by the speed and by what these speed guys kills. can do on base pass. Some people might just say that speed kills. I think someone, uh, Buck Stops Somebody here said says speed, speed slays. slays. I like that. I like that. That's not bad. I like that. My 11-year-old daughter would be a big fan of that. But let's take Slay. a look. Slays. Let's take a look at the uh, numbers in this series because, uh, yeah, this pretty damn close. 18 hits all around, one error each, one run margin of victory here overall for the Arizona Diamondbacks in this two-game series. Uh, starting pitching, not very good. Ryan Nelson and Zach Gallen both, unfortunately, did not have great outings. But, like I said, even with that Scott McGuff, you know, two-home run incident in game one, uh, relief pitching 4.50 ERA versus a 10.13 for the Padres. Oof. So the Diamondbacks have been able to kind of get beat up a little bit by starting pitching in both this series and the series against the Dodgers. But once they get into that backfield against the relief pitching, they can do some work. Ladies and gentlemen, the bullpen? The bullpen? Question mark? Yeah. I don't know. Are we there yet? I don't like, know. do we have more confidence than we did last year? I'm Ron Burgundy. Um, <laughs> Batter batting average with runners in scoring position, very good uh, for the Diamondbacks overall. I mean, better than what we've seen out of them so far. So they're able to kind of get things rolling here. And if uh, if they can get on a tear offensively, watch out. I mean, they do have more games with the Dodgers and more games with the Padres, but their schedule gets considerably, considerably easier after that. And I know a lot of people have been saying that when this team reaches the end of April, if they can have a 500 record close to 500 or please sweet baby jesus an above 500 record then i mean we could things this things are really exciting for this team you know and uh i I don't know because again these are the padres have not been playing excellent baseball this year right we saw the rockies come out smack them in the mouth and take the first two games of the year but uh i don't i don't i don't really care the i just want the diamondbacks to take care of business when when it's time to take care of business, and they did that to them. Yeah, it seems like this team is solely focused on themselves, right? Like, so far, we've seen a lot of resiliency in the wins that they've had. Like, it's a lot of late inning. Like, they're confident. They do not lack confidence. Like, they never feel like they're out of a game, no matter how late it is. Yeah, And I don't know if that speaks to just the fact that they're young and they haven't been beat down over the course of sure, sure. 10 seasons yeah, you know but yeah. like life hasn't life hasn't had a chance to beat them up yet this They're team still is confident yeah. yeah this team is confident in just about everything that they do and one thing is really interesting and we've talked about it before is no matter how late in the game it gets one thing you can always do is rely on walking getting a single yeah and then doing something yeah. on the base pass yeah. right yeah the, the, the eighth inning jake mccarthy leads off with a single what does he do he tries to steal second yeah Right? Yeah. Had a great jump. Uh, you know, tries to steal third. Like they just, they take off. Perdomo steals second, makes things happen. Throw comes in, advances. Like everything that they did, like so many of the runs, uh, especially runners put into scoring position, was created by them taking advantage of opportunities and, and pressing, right? It's, five steals today. It, it's five steals. Five steals. We know stolen bases are up across Major League Baseball, but the Diamondbacks... They will lead the league. They will lead the league. They will, they will lead the league. Uh, one thing that they also might not be doing so great right now is is turning double plays and hitting mm. into double plays. <laughs> uh, according to Jesse's Apparently tweet, Speed I believe, doesn't kill. Uh, nine double plays that they've hit into already this young season, and they've only turned one double play. That, I think... I don't mind the nine double plays because sometimes I don't No, I'm just saying I don't mind that because 
sometimes that's just the way shit goes. Like sure, you, law of you, averages. Yeah, law of averages, right? It's more of the fact that this great defensive team in the Diamondbacks has only turned one after six games. That's that's troublesome to me. I mean, I, I have a problem with that. But again, that's something that they can still build on. When you can point out the little things they're not doing right still and say that they have room to improve while at the same time hanging in uh, six games with two of the best teams in all of baseball, you got to be excited about that. It's got to get some fire in your blood. Can we get some fire in our blood? I, that puts fire in my blood. Drake Jameson. That's my guy right there, by the way. He's picking up the six out save. Six out save. You did call that. Six out save, right? I mean, he was the perfect guy for it, even though it got very scary at times. Uh, this guy definitely did not believe, uh, but I believed. And Dre Jamison really could end I up being. I never said that I didn't believe. He said he didn't I like said, the move. He wanted to, he wanted to go to said, Scott McGuff. I'm pulling the curtain yeah, back. Yeah, sure, sure. He wanted to go to Scott McGuff. I said McGuff. that I want to go to Scott McGuff. A, because you have to instill confidence in your players early in the season. So, while... I do like that Dre Jameson got this opportunity. I also still think that Dre has a future as a starter, and I don't like throwing him into a situation where he's not going to stay stretched out. Dre Jameson is going to come out of the bullpen, and the problem with Dre Jameson is he is going to be so good out of the bullpen that it's going to make it hard for it's them to ever put him in the starting rotation ever again, and I firmly believe that. So that is definitely something. But, I mean, for now, here's the thing. is Dre Jameson is the kind of attitude I think that Tori Lavolo loves. I don't think enough players on the team, or I don't know, I don't know, but there's there's something to be said about yeah. guys that are gamers. Guys like Josh Rojas, guys like Dre Jameson that he, can come in and kind of, e even if they don't have their best stuff, just kind yeah. of fight, you know? He has kind of a fuck it attitude. Oh, I love it so much. Like, he's just like, yeah, I could come in and give up eight runs, but, like, I'm going to stare you down when I strike you out. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, even after giving up eight runs, I'll yeah, still. Yeah, but he I'll won't give up eight runs. Out. That's not me yeah. being like I think Dre James. I think Dre Jameson's very, very talented. <sighs> he's so good. I'm just saying, like he's got that mentality where it's like he could have the worst day ever, and then the next time he goes out there, it's like, yeah, whatever. I'm going to strike out nine guys and not give up a hit. Yeah, like, it, and that's exactly. And I basically going back on my point here, like that's basically why he's perfect in the bullpen because you have to have kind of a forgetful mentality. Yeah, that's true. Um, but I still wish that he was, I, I don't know I, if I he has a forgetful mentality. I really don't because what we were in the clubhouse after spring training game and he was so goddamn angry about giving up some walks in the game. Right. Um, but he also had the top pitch velocity in today's game. He was hitting 98, 98 yeah. uh, regularly. So uh, him and Tapia topped out the top pitch velocities uh, on, on the, on the gun today. And that's just, again, very exciting to see the diamondbacks have between Dre Jamison and Miguel Castro, some, uh, and, and Carlos Vargas, some true power pitching that they can go to out of the pen uh, and I would like to see them utilize it because so far it seems to have worked well for them, especially after like, I'm, I'm not knocking the starters, but we don't have starters with that kind of stuff. Right. So after you've been watching a guy throw you 94 all day yeah. long, how difficult is it looks nasty. to fucking look at a 98 or 102, yeah. you know? Let's get Justin Martinez back up here, damn it. Ooh, but, uh, 102 would go hard right 102 now. 102 would go so hard. I mean, Vargas can touch 100. Uh, we got a super chat from our guy, Brett Johnson, because Brett Johnson loves Dre Day and everyone loves Dre Day. Uh, uh, every day is Dre Day? Every day is Dre Day. Well, I don't know. We don't want every day to be Dre Day, just like we every day can't be Galentine's Day. But today was kind of a sad Galentine's Day, like where you didn't. We're a little more positive than the last Galentine's it Day. It is. It's building, building. You're building on it, right? And I think the one thing that was very encouraging, we talked about this with Ryan Nelson where Ryan Nelson wasn't great early on and was able to get things back on track, one of the key things you want from a starting pitcher is that short memory, kind of like what you were talking sure. about. You want out Dre Jamison, right? You want to be able to wipe it wipe it, and yeah. go back out there and still give a strong outing and not let things fall apart. Jamison out of the pen there when things started looking a little rough. He gave up that home run. He didn't look as – he didn't. He looked shook. He looked shook. He, he was did. having a hard time well, hitting he gave the, up a, the strike a zone. Two. Yeah. In, in, the, in the bottom so, of the eighth. Soto. Yeah, yeah, and he looked rattled. Yeah. No, no, he that wasn't Soto. That was uh, the... Uh, it doesn't no, Soto was the single. Yeah, that was the, single but yeah, yeah, yeah. He gave up a, a hit in the, in the bottom of the eighth and definitely looked rattled after that. Yeah. Where it's like, it's just nerves. You're fine. 
Uh, Gabriel Ferris says, I need to see a Dre versus Rojas at bat. Oh, my God. It'll end in a fist fight. It absolutely would end in a fist fight. And probably a foot race. Like, unnecessarily. You know what I mean? Like, afterwards. And then just, Corbin Carroll just comes out of nowhere and beats both Dre of them. Jameson is the only man to ever beat Corbin Carroll in a foot <laughs> race. And we have confirmed this as a fact. So, uh, that's insane. It's insane. It's insane. It's, it makes me want to see it. Right? Like, I want to see that more than I want to I see this. I would pay to back. see that. I would definitely pay money to see that. Uh, I paid money to see people fake joust at medieval times. I would definitely pay money for that. But uh, we thank you guys, of course, so much for being here right now in the PHNX Sports YouTube channel. If you haven't done so already, make sure to subscribe to this channel. That way you don't miss when we go live or any of our fellow friends here at phnx go live uh also sign up for notifications you won't miss any of the shows that way leave us a thumbs up jacob loves that so much it's uh there it is uh and also uh if you guys uh haven't done so already make sure to grab yourself a diehards membership it is the best membership for any arizona sports fan not only do you get access to jesse's articles including his full uh full count newsletter you also get access uh to discounts with our phnx locker at 20 percent off all future purchases as well as a free piece of merchandise every year you're a member you also get access to our members only discounts uh, with our partners members only merch members only invites to immense events and discounts on those events you also get access to our members-only Discord lounge, which, again, is the best place to be an Arizona sports fan, and so much more. So keep it locked in right here. Uh, you get a $50 gift card for Mountain Mike's. That right there almost pays for the membership out the door, right? So we are trying to give you the best value we can, and, of course, we love you and appreciate you for being a diehard if you already are one. Uh, also, if you haven't done so already, download that BetMGM app. Very, very excited to be partnering with our friends at BetMGM. Uh, we have all sorts of fun planned coming up here in the future, including a state a, a cornhole league at State Farm Stadium. Um, I'm 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 pretty I'm pretty nice from the right side, or I guess you'd say the left side of because uh, I throw with my right. Uh, not so good from the right side, yeah, because you. You got to hit the hole when you're over here, when you're on that side, you're mm. kind of throwing it at a weird angle, mm. right? I can do it from this it. side, but uh, we'll see. We'll see. Maybe I'll get down on some cornhole. We hope you guys will as well. Uh, we have all sorts of wonderful plans, though, at that sports book uh, it, over there at State Farm Stadium. That It's a gorgeous building, uh, and and we definitely uh, are going to have some parties coming up. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code PHNX, and you will get $200 in bonus bets on your first wager with BetMGM. It's this easy. Just download the BetMGM app and sign up up using co bonus code phnx place a pre-game money line wager in the amount of at least ten dollars on any market at standard odds and you will receive two hundred dollars in bonus bets instantly regardless of the outcome of your wager just make sure you use bonus code phnx when you should when you sign up and now listen to shane diefenbach tell you about the disclaimer Dot com for terms and conditions. U.S. promotional offers not available in Washington, D.C., Mississippi, Nevada, New York, and Ontario. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Colorado, D.C., Illinois, Indiana, Louisiana, Maryland, Mississippi, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Wyoming. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369, New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP-ARIZONA, 1-800-522-4700, Kansas, Nevada, 1-800-327-5050, Massachusetts, 1-800-BETS-OFF-IOWA, 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help, Michigan. Uh, Brett Johnson in the chat says medieval times slaps Derek. Yes, yes, it does. I'm. I don't. We don't have him as a partner yet. I've been one I'm, time. Yeah, and slaps. It's it, great. It, it slaps. It's so it good. absolutely slaps. But yes, for sure. Uh, speaking of things that slaps, Corbin Carroll didn't have a great day today, but he did have his first three hit game of his career, at least that major league career yeah. on Monday. Uh, and at age 22 and 225 days, Carroll became the second youngest D back since 2013 with a three-plus-hit game before 40 career major league games behind our RISP king, Geraldo Perdomo. Really? Who we didn't talk about nearly enough today. Her Perdomo was 22 uh, and 203 days. Honorary king snake. Honorary king snake. One for one with three ribbies? Perdomo was, incre was incredible today. Just absolutely lives up to the moniker of, of uh, our RISP king. But uh, the youngest to ever do so when it comes to getting three hit, having a three-hit game before 40 major league games was Justin Upton, who did it at age 19 and 347 days on August 7th, 2007. Can you so, imagine? It's crazy. What to does think that of tell Justin you about Upton. the state of the team at the time? That they were willing to call up anybody. Then, yeah, uh, like they uh, like needed help well, in the most desperate of ways. To be fair, I mean, whenever we talk about the Diamondbacks and their prospects, the drafts, everything like that, Justin Upton's name always comes up as one of the most successful 
uh, yeah. drafted players the Diamondbacks have ever had. He's definitely had a great career. He has had a great career, but it's, uh, again, I mean, I think that there was something to be said. I mean, Corbin Carroll had, he did have the injury, which slowed things down a little bit for him, right? But Corbin Carroll's probably had the most hype I've ever seen in my time covering this team around a prospect. Now, mind you, I wasn't covering this team in 2007, but uh, um, I have been covering this team for a very long time. I also time. remember the days when Anthony Banda was the number one prospect oh in this organization. God. So if that tells you how far this team has come I am, in their development and their programming down in the minor leagues. John Duplantier. Oh, Ooh, that's John a good Duplantier. mention, too. That, I, I don't know if that is because a lot of people get mad about John I still Duplantier. think they messed him up. That's what a lot of people feel. They, and I don't think just you're like, off It was like that, that year. It was like, come pitch an inning for us and then go back to Reno for a week. And then come pitch maybe two innings. But then go pitch an eight inning game in Reno. But then come back again and pitch another it's inning. Still, it's still sad if that's your number one prospect in the organization. Sure. Well, but I mean, he did he did dominate. Like his high A numbers were like he had like oh, a one oh three. He was like, incredible, it was insane. Yeah, and I mean Varsho. Varsho is one of the guys that was very high, uh, but they were like. He's not going to be a catcher, so we don't know what they're going to do with him. And then next thing you know, Varsho's an outfielder and playing DH on uh, a glove, glove nominated yeah, outfielder. Yeah, yeah, led the team in war. But again, it's crazy to think how good Justin Upton might have been had he had some more time in the minors. I mean, possibly. Is that, is that, uh, I, don't, I don't know. I mean, I'm sure I, he was like, ready because obviously. So part of the yeah, issue that I have with that is I don't think the Diamondbacks organization was great at developing players at that time. Okay, fair like, enough. I think I think part of saying that is like. Where are you going to land him that that gets him the coaching that he needs? Yeah, right. Like, yeah. and it's there's a good chance that the coaching he needed was the big league coaching no. at 19 years and old. And that's something that I've said right now about the Arizona Diamondbacks with like their frequency to call up young guys and how successful over the last 12 months every young guy that's been called up has. I mean, has been right. And again, there's ups and downs. Alec Thomas got sent back down to Reno. Right. We know that Ryan Nelson struggled, obviously, in his first start this season. Dre Jamison is now in the bullpen instead of the rotation. But like these guys, when they came up, they had a really good like first couple of months. All of them when they first landed in major and leagues, that and that's not that's not easy. A to lot do. Yeah, about right. the minor league system. Right. Like the coaching down in the minor league system is top notch. Oh, Gill. Like Gill is yeah. incredible. Yep. Right. That's why he's part of the Diamondbacks staff now. But the the Diamondbacks have had. Uh, I think now they've kind of put together a superior coaching staff uh, at the major league level. You know what I mean? And so to be around guys yeah. like Bannister, yep. like uh, Brent Strong, oh. like Tory, you know, is, is just so key. Uh, and it, and it's such a different level of. And that's a shout out tutelage. for the Tory haters out there because we don't get you. Hey man, I'll tell you, Tory. Tory is somebody that deserves a lot more credit. Than I'd he run deserves. through a wall for that man, and he's not even my manager. I've said this before, but Eduardo Escobar said he would die for Tory. <laughs> Right, but like, that's not a guy that you want to get rid of. I, exactly. Show me. Well, first of all, yeah, we need to get his ass back. But second of all, show me another manager in baseball that his players are saying they would die for him. I'll, yeah. I'll wait. Uh, speaking of of guys that we want to see uh, do big things, Cattell Marte. By the way, uh, he has had a rough start to the season, uh, but in the in the positive news, uh, his 113.5 mile per hour double in the first game of the series was the fifth highest exit velocity in all of Major League Baseball so far. So uh, I've got a question for you. Yeah, let's go. Picture a world in which Cattell Marte abandoned switch hitting. Oh, I think Brett said that yesterday. How would you feel about Cattell Marte hitting only from the right-hand side? Because he's so much better from the right-hand side that I don't know if the switching back and forth. I don't know if him switching back and forth is worth. I looked him up yesterday. They're not very good left-handed hitting. And I just don't know if he's getting the benefit of doing that. Like, I I mean, I guess in the grand scheme of things, having a a switch hitter does allow you to put the pressure on the opposing team and kind of do matchups based on, you know, whoever they're putting out there and, and having Cattell be able to hit from whichever side. But I just don't know if him hitting left-handed is advantageous for him. It just seems like his contact's a lot weaker from the left side. Yeah. Like, yeah. he just does not make solid contact right. at all. And, I mean, the 113 and a half mile an hour scorcher that came off his bat from the right side. That was pretty, I, that was pretty so hard like, contact. I've always just, every time Cattell steps up from the right side of the plate, I'm always on alert for, like, a missile. Because... I, I've seen him hit a ball 480 feet from Absolutely. the right side of the plate. Absolutely. Like, the, now, joke, the joke there was for us for a little while was that Cattell Marte just always finds a way to hit like 320, you know? And uh, if we could get Cattell Marte hitting 320 with this team, 
this team would be they might win the west if he could hit 320 i mean that sounds like such an over exaggeration but i don't think you're wrong i don't because if the diamondbacks right now with guys like josh rojas today again going three for three out of the lead off position uh guriel has been able to get on base a bit christian walker came back down to earth after that Dodgers series because he's no longer playing in Chavez Ravine. However, Christian Walker will still get very much back on track. Corbin Carroll did not have a hit today, but he still managed to uh, manage, manage to, you know, be uh, a, a have good at bats. I guess you should could say approaches. The one thing that they did today against you Darvish that they did not do against any other starting pitching was made him work. And we see that in the walks, it translates over in this win. And honestly, again, the walks were a big part of this victory. The Diamondbacks finding a way to get on base and then getting those runs in was the reason why they won the game. And it wasn't it wasn't because of their, you know, huge number of hits to, that they had today. They, get them on. Get them over. Get them in. Get them in. It's that simple. It's that, it's simple. that simple. I just looked at Marte's splits. It's um, they're pretty striking. I mean, most years he's a good 50 to 60 points better from the right side yeah. than he is from the left. Yeah. I'll be at a smaller sample size because not many pitchers throw from the left side, but sure. it's significant enough to me that like, uh, I think in his, in his year that he finished, what was it? Fourth in the MVP race. Mm -hmm. He hit 390 from the right side of the plate and 290 from the left. And it was a hundred point difference. Uh, I think, I think you could be, and you know, we're no coach. So, this is not take this, you know, as you will. But I think Cattell would find himself in a lot better position if he just focused on hitting from the right side. I agree with that. What we've seen from Cattell so far is him be incredibly uh, good defensively in the field. Yes. And that's very encouraging considering we were worried after what we saw out of him last year if he could still be the same second baseman that we've seen in the past. Uh, that change to center field really screwed things up, I think, for him for a bit. But we don't ever have to worry about that ever again. We have a, we have a, a, a he shouldn't sniff the outfield unless he's no, chasing we are, a pop up. From we are base. stocked and supplied when it comes to center fielders, but uh, the Diamondbacks will be getting back some, some missing pieces here soon. Joe Mantiply is expected to return mid April. Uh, he'd been battling arm fatigue in his shoulder the final week of camp. Uh, and so Mantiply threw a 22 pitch bullpen session recently and is scheduled for another one today. So who does he replace? Um, that's a good question. That is a good question. Because you probably want to go lefty for lefty. You probably do want and to. And you're I not mean, getting rid of Chafin. Um, I would say, let's see, Kyle Nelson seems to me like he's a likely candidate to possibly yep. get sent back down. Um, Cole Solcer? And Carl, Cole Solcer has not had a good – he had that good one, two, three inning in yesterday's game. But um, Carlos Vargas has not played, I don't think, really A much. couple times, yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, and he's a, I would say Kyle Nelson or Vargas. His stuff looks great, though. That's the problem. Yeah, but so did Justin Martinez's yeah. stuff. It just didn't play yeah. well, right? And it's not moving well. And you can throw 102 miles an hour all you want, but if you're sending that shit right down Broadway, uh, it's not going to work out <laughs> well for you too often, too many times, it's right? Yeah, well, you know, it is what it is. But, uh, in, uh, well, I have some news for you when you say Scott McGuff because Mark Melanson uh, was diagnosed, of course, with the subscap sub strain in his arm, uh, and he will still be out uh, uh, for a matter of months. Melanson is not scheduled to return until the All-Star break at the absolute earliest. Uh, some good news from Carson Kelly. Uh, Kelly suffered his uh, fractured forearm in the fourth inning of a uh, – Un completely unnecessary uh, minor league game. Uh, there's no exact timetable for his return, but right now they are expecting uh, Carson to return in June. So that's a bit encouraging as far as those injuries go. All you Jose Herrera haters out there. He was one of them. Me? I don't know, weren't you? No. I called on? out somebody who was a Jose Herrera okay. hater on okay. Twitter. Fair enough. Now, do I think Carson Kelly brings a lot more than Jose Herrera does to this roster? Sure. Maybe. However, maybe Jose Herrera silenced you today. He did. He, he was on base three he times. All your haters. He created chaos by, you know, they, for some reason, I think somebody mentioned in the comments earlier, for some reason decided to check over on him on first because we're really worried about Jose Herrera trying to steal a base. And he caused a misthrow over to first base and took the extra base in the eighth inning. Um, but Jose Herrera looked good today. Yeah. Hopefully he looks good going forward. You know who looked but that's good. for you, Jose Herrera haters out there. You know, uh, still who I can't get over looking really good was Jake McCarthy when he caught that goddamn fly ball and almost the killed flow. himself. 
actually, we got Josh Rojas in the clubhouse. Uh, Jesse's going to be joining us here shortly. But here's what Rojas had to say on McCarthy catching that fly ball. The Jake made there. That was unbelievable. Um, I think he, he needs to go on concussion protocol after that head first into the cement. But, um, I mean, yeah, that was that was incredible. You know, it's a, it's a high leverage situation. Um, you know, Dre walked a couple guys and or let a couple guys on. And, and you know, that was a, a big out right there. You know, potential couple runs right there if we if we don't make that play. And um, he ended that inning and, and let Dre get a breather and come out and close it out in the night. Concussion protocol. No, he's got the hair. He's fine. Yeah, no, you're right. The yeah, hair the hair, the hair sure. definitely protected him. Did that you not see the hair? It basically grew legs and just kind of like walked his head along oh. the ground until he landed. No, I did not know that. That's how good his flow it was. Happened, it happened pretty it's quickly, like, right? Yeah, it's, it's like a micro kind of thing. And nope, can't touch the head. The flow's there. We're going to have to go back and, and look at that. But uh, Jake McCarthy actually had some words to say himself on his fairly amazing catch and the day he had. Okay, to the end there. Fun. It's really it's it's encouraging. I think uh, you know. I think Corbin the other day said, you know, we're not all feeling our best at the plate, and you know, I bet some guys in the mound are feeling that way too. Maybe they feel like they don't have their best stuff. So it's really encouraging when uh, you know we play for each other. And you know, you saw Domo lay down a bunt today with with two strikes, and Rojas had that unbelievable slide. And you know, our pitchers are competing. So I just think it's really encouraging when. You know, you see everyone else having good at-bats and, 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 like I said, just competing when maybe they don't feel their best. And, you know, obviously we're, what are we, 500 right now? Um, so I think we're 500 right now, and I think our, our best baseball is yet to be played. So it's encouraging. I think we're 500 right now. You know you're 500 they know. right now, Jake McCarthy. They know they just went into L.A. and San Diego and came out 3-3. Three and do. Three. They do. You don't leave that trip 3-3 three and three and not nope. talk about it. You sure don't. You you, you know Tori injected that in their veins, too. You yeah. know Tori went in there, and he was like, sup, dog. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Hey, who's got the dog in them? You do, Jake McCarthy. Uh, also, the uh, Tory um, has uh, had some words in regards to the double steal that happened, which was a huge play for this team. Geraldo Perdomo's role uh, in this game, because again, like we talked about, Perdomo one for one, but that really does not tell you the whole story of how valuable he was in this one. He absolutely earned his Risp King moniker today, uh, and so much more. Here's what Tory had to say on. It was just well executed. Um, I'll check the timing out. I think, um, you know, it was done right. I don't think it's that close on the play, but we were safe and we stole two bases on, on that and it worked out just fine. But yeah, those are the little finer points of, of camp that we we get to and, and um, it's fun to watch when you execute it properly. So many heroes today, but this Perdomo, that was a, a big hit there, um, obviously with the two outs and then you get some traffic going and he yeah. cashed in. Yeah, um, you know, it was a ball that was almost caught in short right center field. It was good base running, a good wheel by TP. Um, we just kept closing the gap up, and it was a little piece here and a little piece there. Things were, after Beauregard set the two on home run, you know, there was there was a moment where you know, we were a little bit stunned. Our guys just got on base, got the line moving, got big hits, and then Jerry did it again with, with the um, with the butt um, to first base and ended up scoring us a really big run. This was another. I mean, it's it's everything he said there. Tor, Tori is uh, is seeing this team come together, and I mean, again, there's something to be said about the fact that uh, you know the contributions so far this season have come from all over the place. It's not just it's not just one guy really winning you know every game. Christian Walker there in the series for the Dodge against the Dodgers was very good, obviously, uh, probably their most consistent hitter, but still, it feels like. Every game, there's somebody else that's kind of stepping up and playing hard to try to try to win the ball game. That wins you baseball games. Yeah, like you you can't. We talk about the Padres relying on a certain aspect, and it's the star power, sure. right? Sure. But like this team isn't going to have that. They don't. They don't have the bankroll to roll out a lineup that consists of Juan Soto, Xander Bogarts, Manny Machado, uh, whoever else you want to throw into that lineup. Jake yeah. Cronenworth. Yeah. Uh, it's, they don't well, have Jake that. Jake Cronenworth was excellent. Today you too. you have to. Build a ball club that on any given day, anybody can be the the person to beat you, right? Like Corbin Carroll's your guy. You expect Corbin day in and day out to be the guy that gets on base, creates, yeah, for sure. you know, runs, drives in runs, does whatever. Christian Walker hits his home runs. It is what it is. But, like, you are relying on a guy like Josh Rojas to hit 270 and drive in 50, Correct. 60 runs. You're relying yeah. on a guy like 
Nick Ahmed back from injury to drive in a few runs down at the bottom of the rotation. You yeah. need Jake McCarthy to also be a guy to get on base and create some chaos. Like absolutely, this team, you're, you're relying on a bunch of different individual players to just do their part. Yeah. Well, and I mean, that's the only way that this team is going to – it's kind of like what we talked about, how the only way that this team is going to have a chance, uh, and and it's not easy, right? It's, it's easier said than done, but they, they have to kind of play – they have to play perfect baseball, right? They have to win the inches. They have to do the things right. Uh, it It's almost cliche. It's almost like a Toryism at this point where he talks about, you know, uh, having to tighten things up and we need to try to, you know, not make these mental mistakes and all of this stuff. But what we've seen over the last two years is that in bunches, right? And what we're seeing now yeah. is the Diamondbacks doing this to other team where mental mistakes and not playing every play, not winning the you small. You have to plays. be on your toes the whole yeah, game. You have. To. They will not let you go. Like exactly. they're just—they're not just going to give up on a game. Yeah. Like ninth inning, they might be down by five runs, but if that first guy so happens to get on base, watch out. Yeah. Because they're going to start trying to take bases. They're going to start trying to dance around and get in your head. They're going to start doing whatever it takes to throw you off your game. Absolutely right. Well, we celebrate around here with a Four Peaks beer, and that's what we do. In How this many? office, one, two, one, three, two, three four, four, peaks. four peaks, four peaks. I, I have two peaks right now, but um, <laughs> I'll drink four peaks before the show is over. Uh, they're our favorite beer. And of course, you can check out their 8th Street Pub or you can get them wherever you get your beer, especially at our friends at Circle K. Uh, but Four Peaks has a wide variety of beers, wonderful beers. Uh, my favorite is their hazy IPA. Uh, and it's just the other day I just realized the AZ thing and the hazy IPA. Do you not notice that? I'm before? a moron, I Ooh, guess. That's tough, but Derek. there's an AZ. You shouldn't in the expose of yourself hazy. like that. I know, but. But I, I figure, you know, sometimes when you share with other people how stupid you can be, they don't feel bad about their I did own the same stupid thing, moments. Yeah. Oh, I did the exact same thing Damon. last week. All right, yeah. see? Thank you. Thank you, Damon. I love you, Damon. See, Damon, Damon, unlike Jesse, doesn't leave me hanging and doesn't make me feel, like, even dumber. But Jesse's good at that. We're going to have Jesse come in here to make me feel stupid here in a second. But you guys should grab yourself some beer. Get ready for uh, not only a wonderful baseball season that we are very excited to watch. Make sure you're fully stocked up on Four Peaks beer. But get ready for the NFL draft. New coach, new GM. Cardinals have the third pick. We are rocking and rolling, and it's a very, very big draft for this team. The best place to take in this pivotal moment and the rest of the NFL draft on April 27th is with us at the Four Peaks 8th Street Pub. Must be 21 years or older to enjoy and enjoy those beers responsibly. Uh, Also, uh, another way that we celebrate around here is with OG's gummies. And, of course, right now, happy balance is what the Diamondbacks are looking for, and that's what I'm looking for, a happy balance. Uh, Right now, you can get their happy balance uh, CBD to THC ratio uh, strawberries and cream flavor right now at dispensaries. It's delicious. It'll It'll keep you happy, but it'll keep you productive, right? And that's one thing that everybody needs to say. Happy and productive. Happy and productive. That's that's how that's how societies work. Like that. We should all live life like that, Happy right? Happy and productive. Uh, be sure to keep a lookout on Thursday across PHNX socials and shows for a very exciting announcement with our friends at OG's Brands. But until then, just make sure to go out to a dispensary, grab yourself OG's new strawberry and cream Happy Balance gummies. Do it. They are live. They are delicious, and you can get them on the shelves at dispensaries around the valley. All as always. Find them at your local dispensary wherever you get your marijuana products. Uh, and check out ogsbrands.com for more information. Must be 21 years or over to enjoy. And it is his last game on the road. And I know he's sad, uh, but it's time to bring him on home uh, until we get him here in the office. And I know he's safe and secure. Uh, we, we need to check in with Jesse Friedman, who's in San Diego. Uh, very excited to have giant Jesse joining us. Jesse Friedman. Giant giant blurry jesse giant blurry jesse uh how are you do you doing, want me to like do you want me to like back up from you no so I'm not i want big. you to get is closer that, and problem? i want you to be blurrier i want you <laughs> bigger and blurrier is what i want but uh how are the vibes in san diego for the arizona diamondbacks jesse are the vibes immaculate Ooh. Ooh. oh uh, you, you want me if you want me blurrier if you want me if you want me blurrier Derek, i can do that <laughs> uh yeah that's once again uh, my my computer camera trying to deal with the san diego the very bright san diego sun yeah. uh but anyway uh yeah what a game right the arizona diamondbacks come back down uh five to one it was uh those first five innings of this game were especially not great for diamondbacks fans all the way around uh zach gallon wasn't pitching well the offense was really struggling even though they finally had gotten some guys on base 
uh, unlike some of these last games. Jose Herrera made made that throwing error. Uh, just seemed like some of these issues were, were really compounding for them. And then, uh, as I've already heard you guys discussing, I mean, this this team excels at the small ball thing. And, you know, once once they once they see a little crack, once they're able to, you know, find their way in in a small way, they're they're able to, you know, really push things forward as, as much as they can. And uh, we saw that turn into an eight six win here over the San Diego Padres. It almost seemed unbelievable because it like you said early on, I mean, we were I I, I write descriptions for this show. I, I it was already a loss, folks. Uh, the headline was a loss. The description was a loss. We were we were already chalking this one up as Jesse. We need you on. back because Derek is like he's he's not on the law of averages. He is either high or low. Very there's negative no between. or very <laughs> excited. Yeah, there's there's no. I need I need Jesse to we bring you back stability. in the zone in the stable zone, right? But uh, the one thing that was very impressive was the way that the Diamondbacks started doing things, whether it was defensively, offensively to to kind of change the game up when things weren't working for them early in those first five innings. Gallon obviously struggled there early on, but it really felt like he, he got, he got things back on track. I like, I was kind of calling it a good outing. I think just because I was impressed that he was able to finish it out and go six after how today started for him. It was nice he was able to go six. There's, there's def- That's definitely the case. Torrey talked about after the game how the Diamondbacks didn't have many options available in their bullpen, uh, which makes sense. A lot of those guys have, have been used quite a bit in these last few days. Obviously, the D-backs haven't had an off day yet. So uh, him getting through six innings, I, I do think, was really big. I also will be honest and say that I don't think Zach Gallon pitched a very good baseball game. Uh, we really haven't seen mm-hmm. Zach Gallon pitch a good baseball game this whole year uh, in spring training in these two starts right. in the regular season. He just hasn't been sharp. He hasn't looked like himself. Um, and, and I do think, you know, that's definitely going to be something to, to pay attention to moving forward. But yeah, he was able to go six. He was able to, to you know, set this game up for Kevin Ginkle and Dre Jameson. The Diamondbacks only had to use two relievers in this in this game. Um, and yeah, you know, he was able to hold the Padres at bay. The Padres are obviously a very, very good team offensively, even without Manny Machado, uh, as, as things turned out. Um, but uh, but yeah, I mean, it was good to see Gallon at least push through and, and give the D-backs a chance to win this game. Dre Jameson, Jesse. Fire in his blood or ice in his veins? Which one? Um, I mean, Dre Jamison honestly didn't pitch that well today. I don't think, uh, I don't want to, I don't want to take you off your high horse too much there, Derek. He tried uh, to set you up. He tried <laughs> to set you up and, and you just said, no, Derek. Yeah. Get back down. This is why you suck, Jesse. This is why you suck. I swear to God. There are, Man. there are moments, there are moments when, when you're allowed to, you know, be really high or really low on a certain guy. But today I thought Dre Jamison was just kind of, eh. You know, uh, one point he, he threw to six he outs. Threw, uh, six outs, yeah, six critical outs. Jesse gave up one run. He gave up. Yeah, I mean, but that's two innings, one run, right? Like two innings, one run is is fine. It's not like Dre Jameson gave up three hits. He gave up a home run. He gave it's up better a than two runs in zero innings in game one. Yeah, that's that's very true. If we're <laughs> if we're comparing to, if we're comparing to Scott McGuff, then yes, the answer is ice in his veins, Derek. If that's if that's what you're looking for. Thank you. That's what I was looking for. It was a simple question, and you refused to answer it. So I wasn't giving you other options. There was only two. Uh, Chris Melton says steam in his veins. I like that. Uh, there you go. And Brett says four ninety nine super chat from Brett. Uh, I can't hey, see back to back. So he says back to back series ending happy streams question mark. Yeah. Plus a San Diego Thunderstick question mark. Yeah. Absolute W of a Tuesday. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Can't see around uh, this camera here in front of me, it's Jesse. Uh, <laughs> what else you got from San Diego now that the Diamondbacks have managed to split uh, this? Not only this series, but the one with the Dodgers. How's that? How's how is uh, the the mood in the clubhouse? Oh, they were they were partying in there, man. Music was music was turned up. Uh, yeah, the, <laughs> turned the me diamond. all the way up. <laughs> uh, it's amazing how quickly they get out of there too for for these road series. Diamondbacks were like already packed up and you know had a lot of things loaded up by the time we left the clubhouse. But uh, yeah, I mean it was a happy clubhouse just seeing the Diamondbacks come back in this game, a game that they really were not very competitive in early on. Had a lot of uh, very very bad things happen early on in this game. Um, and, and we're able to bounce back and come back 
and, and the way that they did it, right? I'm sure you guys have already talked about this, but five stolen bases, uh, mm-hmm. Geraldo Perdomo's bunt with two strikes, right? I mean, that's a really gutsy play that uh, sounds kind of familiar. The other day with with Jake McCarthy, we've seen right. that movie before. Um, and and yeah, Dre Jameson coming in and shutting the door. I should also mention the double steal out of those five stolen bases. Two of them happened at once, and one of them was of home, uh, which Tori Lovello said after the game probably shouldn't have even been as close as it was if they execute that that play properly. So uh, the D-backs, have, they've got some stuff in their bag when it comes to what they can do on the bases. And we didn't see a whole lot of it in spring training, which makes sense. You wouldn't necessarily expect to see the team come out and kind of reveal uh, all of their cards, put all their cards on the table. Uh, in spring, they they held on to those things for the regular season, and we're seeing them use some of those things now. What's more, what what's truly more devastating? Uh, do we are is it a home run, like a single solo home run, or is it the Diamondbacks getting a guy on like through a bunt single that the that they should have been able to get him out, but just weren't able to, and then that guy comes around and scores? Like I don't, I can't decide what's more devastating to like a team's ego or their ability to, you know, feel like, like they got things back on track. I've heard pitchers say after a home run gets hit, sometimes they have like a clear, clear there's mindset. nobody on the bases. I don't feel yeah. like even if that guy comes around and scores and no one else gets on base that you're going to have that same clear mindset about letting a guy get on first. He then proceeded to steal second, steal second base. and then come in to score on essentially a bloop single. Right. And, uh, that was, that was what, what happened with the diamondbacks today. We talked to Zach Gallon after the game about like if you were in the shoes of some of these Padres pitchers and you had to control the Diamondbacks running game, like what would that do to you? And and he was like, oh, yeah, it, it would be very, very difficult. Uh, and, and it makes sense, right? I mean, the way that the Diamondbacks are just able to put pressure on you constantly. Uh, we've seen them both of these bunts, frankly, the Jake McCarthy bunt and the Geraldo Perdomo bunt today. Very playable. The defense yeah. very yes. well could have gotten it out very on true. either of them. It wasn't just the speed of the Diamondbacks that like beat it out no matter what, right? It was just that when Jake McCarthy laid down that bunt the other day in Los Angeles, it, Bruce Star Gratterall was was completely stressed out and, and was not able to, to make the play, right? He bobbled it, and we saw something similar today. Um, of course, the one today was actually called an error, whereas uh, Jake McCarthy's was a hit, but... Um, but yeah, it's just, it, they're just putting so much pressure on these defenses and yeah. it happened so quickly too. I mean, it was like you blink and suddenly the diamondbacks, uh, not only have tied the game, but we're, but we're up three runs all of a sudden, uh, just the pace that they were able to do all of this at was, was really crazy. And I, I mean, I, I get what you're saying because it's not, it isn't just the speed, but it is the speed, right? It's like the fact that teams get their scouting report and they understand what the diamondbacks are and how fast they are. It, I think it just in that moment, when you're trying to pick that ball up off the ground and make that close play that you need to, you're, you're, you're rushing it just that much more because you know how fast the guy is. You're, you're just, you're just being a little sloppier because you know, of, of the, the sense of urgency that you're creating in your own mind in that moment. Right. So it feels like one of those things that the diamondbacks right now can continue to utilize and also the stolen bases thing, right? Like five stolen bases. It feels like they're trying to, and successfully uh, using the clock, you know, the pitch clock rules and everything that's going on with, with this new situation in baseball to their advantage. Yeah, they really are. Uh, I don't think, I mean, this team is going to be fast no matter what. Right. But, but with the rules that are in place, it really, it really kind of plays right into the diamondbacks hands. Honestly, like this is, this is the game that they are built to play. And the pitch clock just makes it that much easier for yeah. them to execute it. Yeah, and and again, it's it's it, the speed is there, right? But you also have to have the confidence in your guys. You, you have to have the guts to to send them on some of these things that the Diamondbacks are doing. And so far, it's working out for them. Yeah. So I can imagine it's only going to build until confidence. Cattell got hosed at home. Yes, until Cattell got hosed at home. Yes. There are uh, some guys you should have confidence in. Yeah, there are no. other guys you should not have yeah, confidence I, in. I get it. I get it. Uh, we also decided, Jesse, that if Cattell Marte could once again hit 320, that this team is winning the NL West, and you can't convince us otherwise. <laughs> oh, I want to ask Jesse that question. Go ahead. Jesse, should Cattell Marte only hit from the right side of the plate? Um, That's interesting. I mean, he's definitely had more success there. 
Um, it does kind of feel like there's something wrong with his swing from the left side right now. Yeah. Um, I know some some people were kind of, and I know Bob Brenly was one of them on the broadcast, kind of getting on Cattell for swinging at the first pitch yet again at one point in this game. It was a slider like right down the middle, though. I really can't blame Cattell for swinging at that pitch. The egregious thing in my mind was not that he swung at the first pitch, but that he didn't do anything with it. Yeah, he just like yeah. popped it up. Yeah. He just popped it up to the opposite field when it was kind of just a hanging nothing slider. Um, and yeah, I, I don't, I, I don't know enough about Cattell's setup from the right side. You know how successful he would be if he was facing right-handers. I mean, a lot of times guys are successful in that way because they're facing lefties when they're doing it. I don't know if his swing necessarily plays there against righties. It'd it'd be hard for me to say, but um, yeah, I mean, clearly the swing from the left side is not what it was in 2021. And at least so far hasn't even looked like it it was last year. It's a really slow start for Cattell, a slow start for a lot of guys, frankly. And that was kind of a a theme uh, through everyone that we talked to in the clubhouse. Like we are not at all playing our best baseball right now. Right. The Diamondbacks, I don't have the numbers in front of me. They're probably still hitting 200 or something as a team right now. They probably have an OPS under 600 as a team. Their team ERA is not particularly good at, at this point. Um, but you're seeing them use use this small ball approach and, and the base running and all of these things that they can do to wreak havoc on opposing teams. And they're using that to come through with wins, even though they haven't hit their stride yet. Um, and theoretically, if Cattell can get back on track, if if Lourdes Gurriel can get back on track, if Alec Thomas, you know, can, I believe, get his first hit of the season, I don't think that's come yet, uh, then, you know, things would really be looking up for this team moving forward. See, this is what happens when we're separated is Jesse and I just, again, we still say the same exact things. Uh, and I love that about us. But Jesse, get back here already. Uh, you're done out there on the road. I'm pulling you. I'm sending you back to Phoenix. <laughs> Have fun driving. Have fun driving. Uh, and by the way, Jesse's absolutely right, because when you look at these uh, right now, this team is not hitting well at all as a whole team. So no. uh, just just imagine how much more dangerous they could be if they could get right at the plate. Uh, and and honestly, Jesse, is this team a wagon? Pitching, starting pitching. We need starting pitching back. <laughs> is this track. team a wagon, Jesse? Is this team a wagon after six games? Um, yes. Yeah. <laughs> he said the thing. He's getting there. All right. Well, we need. I, I don't know what happened to you on the road, but I'm glad that we need you to be more amicable like this. And this is the version of Jesse we need. So, uh, no, there, can, there comes a point. There comes a point when I just have to bite the bullet and say what you guys want me to say. Exactly. It's the only, exactly. It's the only way that you'll you'll tolerate me at He's this point. He's starting to get so. it. He's starting to get it. All right. Well, we I respect that. all of your opinions, Jesse, even the negative ones. I don't, but I uh, <laughs> do respect you, and I'm excited to see you for opening day on Thursday. Uh, we are going to be out here at Chase Field, so make sure to join us. Uh, we have lots of exciting things going on. But before Jesse gets out of here, if you guys are still here in the chat, there's 53 of you. I want you to drop me a ticket emoji. You drop me a ticket emoji right now in the chat. I am going to enter you into a drawing that I'm going to select at the end of this episode to win two tickets to Arizona Diamondbacks opening day. Uh, So, Jesse, uh, no, we cannot clip. Jesse is absolutely right. No, we're not clipping that for sure. Uh, Chris wants us to clip me saying Jesse is absolutely. Maybe you said. I know. I, I think you, you said, said it. it? Yeah, oh, no, yeah. We're no. clipping that for sure, Jesse. We've got your back. <laughs> don't want that to ever be clipped. But uh, <laughs> drop us a ticket emoji, or if you don't know how emojis work, just the word ticket in the chat, uh, and I will add you guys on uh, to this little spin can right I enter, now. Derek? You absolutely cannot. You cannot win. Neither can Jesse. So Jesse can't enter either. But the rest of you can win. Uh, and I don't care if you won something on this show or not. You are all entered uh, to win if you drop us. Uh, we have our first ticket. Oh, and we have somebody that Aaron. typed ticket emoji. There you go, Tanner. Tanner Bear. Let's go. He gets it. Uh, all right. So, Jesse, you get out of here because uh, I have enough to handle right now. But I will see you shortly, my friend. Safe travels, Jesse. Safe travels, buddy. Sounds good. See you guys. All right. Uh, and you guys, drop us. Gabriel's in there. Aaron's in there. Tanner's in there. Let's go. We got a pair of tickets to give away. Uh, and of course, before I do all of that, before I give those tickets away, I hope all of you guys are available on Thursday. That's the bigger thing. Yeah. Yeah. You got to make sure you are available on Thursday. I will send these tickets to you through the Ticketmaster app, uh, and you can go watch the Arizona Diamondbacks continue to be 
a great baseball team. Uh, and I'll tell you this much. Something that if you don't win these tickets, you can do is go on to the Game Time app and you get your tickets for up to 60% off. And you can wait till the last minute to do that. Nobody is going to bother you when it comes to that. You might even save some money if you wait until the last minute. Uh, so do that. And uh, I will say that I'm pretty sure Sidney Franklin is somehow related to Jacob. I don't know for sure if that's the case, but I'm pretty sure I remember that. Uh, being I may his or may wife. not be in the profile picture. Yeah, literally but, in but the it might have been a dead giveaway there. Um, I specifically said uh, that you can't win, but Sydney can win. Uh, anyway, you guys, I'll tell you, I appreciate you guys being here. And of course, we appreciate the Game Time app because Game Time helps procrastinators uh, attend events, concerts, shows, whatever you want to get to. Save up to 60% off tickets when you buy tickets last minute. The best way to support us is by buying your tickets through the link in the description. Uh, and also, get yourself some furniture baseball season you need a recliner if you don't have one you don't have a couch for your man cave you don't have everything you need get everything you need uh over at more furniture uh because they have the best furniture in the valley they also will deliver it to you and set it up for you with their white glove delivery service uh so make sure you save big on the best furniture in the valley when you head to morefurniture.com keegan just said ticket i like that i'm glad <laughs> i just gave you guys the option to say the word ticket uh last thing before we go is uh, let's take a look at the upcoming probables for the Arizona Diamondbacks. Now that we got through this kind of hellacious first week of the year, we have more Dodgers to look forward to. Yay, another four-game series with the Los Angeles Dodgers. I am so sick of the Dodgers, Jacob. Can we can we just not play the Dodgers for a long time after this? Uh, yeah, actually, we can. What do you mean? We can just not play them after this for a long time. Oh, really? Yeah, because you know what? You play... Less games against your divisional opponents hey, this year. And I now like they already have eight of those games out of the way. I like that. You won't see them again until, what is it, August or September? August, I believe. August is the next time we'll see the Dodgers. But for now, we get to see this uh, ZZ this, Top. This, this little pitching matchup right here. Dustin May is the guy I'm not excited about seeing, but pretty good matchup there with Merrill Kelly. Uh, Clayton Kershaw and Madison Bumgarner lock it up again. What is, is happening this, there? Does Bumgarner's ERA go up or down, down. after this start? I will, I will say down because he, he's coming to Chase Field. We go over under. Is this the over under 11.25 ERA? Uh, yeah, I think he ends with a lower ERA than I'm going with. over. You think he ends with a higher ERA than 11? No, I'm just joking. That's not, it's damn no, near you impossible. Said it. Let's, it, no, no, you're right. It's under. It's, I mean, I'll there's give no, you a four peaks beer out of that fridge. Oh. The winner gets a four peaks beer out of that fridge. Let's go. All right. I'll take I'll take the over. I don't know. I don't want to take the over, but if he gives up like three home runs in the first inning and then doesn't make it much longer than that, that's a strong possibility. Uh let's see. Zach Davies, noted Arizona Diamondback ace, by the way, with his 1.80 ERA. Uh matches up with Noah Syndergaard. And then in the final matchup, we have the youngsters and Michael Grove and Ryan Nelson. So this is what we have to look forward to here at Chase Field this weekend. Uh, big matchup. I mean, honestly, Matt, if you're, if you're a pitching fan, uh, if you're, if you're a baseball fan, Madison Bumgarner versus Clayton Kershaw. You probably about five years ago. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Maybe six. Yeah. Maybe seven. Uh, we might have to go all the way back to 2012 at this point. Charles Woodall Pike said he made a promise to yeah, another PHNX beat to be available. What? There's a, there's, is there, what is that? Oh, there's, it a, is indeed the takeover. Oh, Charles, how dare you? How dare you? Um, I'm going to throw you in for tickets anyway, is what I'm going to do. No, I'm just joking. I'm absolutely not going to do that. Uh, but I will throw everybody else in that's gotten in here. And, of course, uh, anybody else, that last call uh, for entering in to win tickets, two yeah. tickets to the Arizona Diamondbacks opening day, throw it in the chat. Uh, but I'm going to start wrapping things up anyway. We thank you guys uh, so much, of course, for joining us. Uh, if you haven't done so already, make sure to follow us on Twitter. I am at cap underscore caveman with a K. This guy's at Jacob Franklin four. Jacob underscore Franklin four. I saw okay. so close. I was so close. Uh, Emma is flipping me off right now, so I'm not going to give her uh, a, a shout handle. out. Yeah, no, no shout out for her. Uh, Damon is at Damon dog. Uh, Jesse is at Jesse and Friedman. And you need to tell him to drink some water and to get back here. But of course, our show is at PHNX underscore D-backs and all roads lead to at PHNX underscore sports on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Uh, we got all of our ticket winners in and I am spinning this bad boy. Let's go. Jacob is like verifying the actual winner here. Uh, and the winner appears to be 
Roadrunner in Road the chat. Roadrunner. 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 You are winners. DM me. DM the PHNX D-backs account, uh, and we will get you out your two tickets to opening day. Congratulations on winning that. Woo! Congratulations to everybody. Congratulations to the Arizona Diamondbacks on not only winning, right, splitting the series, but getting out of L.A. and San Diego uh, with a 3-3 three and three record. We are very excited about that, and we are very excited about watching this team this year. We thank you guys again for joining us on behalf of Damon, Emma, uh, Jesse in San Diego, Fodge, and myself. We always appreciate your time, and remember, kids, baseball is fun. But it's so much more fun when you can eke out a win like this. Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at caskers.com.